Mean O'Lion Media presents the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kevin Waits again, and I'd like to welcome you to a new episode of Safe Conversations, where we talk about race, we talk about culture, we talk about everything uh, about us that makes us unique uh, and different at the same time, with hopes that we can somehow find a way to all move forward together. Uh, this particular week, I want to spend just talking a little bit about Martin Luther King Jr. Um, it's, it's time to, to honor the legacy of Dr. King, and I just wanted to dedicate an episode to doing just that. Now, I'm going to be totally honest and let you know that I struggled when I thought about what I could possibly talk about. Not because there's not uh, so much, there's so much content, right? But I didn't want to give you something that you've already had before. I didn't want to get on here and, and give you a history lesson uh, of things that you can go and look up, right? And so I really wanted to give you something that would stick uh, and that you could take away with you uh, when you leave this conversation today. So I want this evening, uh, this podcast to be a transformational experience that causes all of us to be just a little bit better than we were before we listened to it. That's my goal. That's my goal. And so in order for that to happen, I need a few things from you, the listener. Uh, I need you to not only have an open mind, but an open heart. I need you to be transparent and tell yourselves the truth. And I need you to take that mask off that we sometimes wear to keep people from seeing who we really are. Okay, and so if you can do that and give me that commitment, I promise you our time together will be productive. So today I've decided to highlight some of the tools that Dr. Martin Luther King had in his toolbox as a leader. In addition to that, I'm going to talk about the responsibility that each of us as individuals and human beings have. And finally, I'm going to give you three things that Dr. King had that we can all take with us when we leave this space uh, and listening to this podcast to help us move forward. So every leader has a toolbox full of tools, right, that they use. As they move along their respective leadership journeys, they accumulate tools, different tools along the way. Dr. King was no different, and he had three foundational tools in his toolbox. The same toolbox that 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 uh, you know all great leaders have. He had three again, three foundational tools in his toolbox. Uh, and I say foundational because back in the day, if you were building a toolbox, especially from scratch, there were certain tools that needed to be in there. And the very first tool uh, was a hammer. We all know that if your toolbox is going to be worth anything at all. It's got to have a hammer in it. And Dr. King had his hammer and his hammer was his courage. He had the courage to stand up against bigotry, racism, segregation, and social injustice. He showed courage knowing that he would possibly be arrested, beaten, or killed just because of the work he was doing. He showed courage knowing that someone would possibly try to hurt one of his loved ones or somebody close to him. The courage that Dr. King displayed, in my opinion, is unmatched because every single time he stepped out in public or stepped up to the mic, 
no matter where he was, he knew deep down inside that it could be the last time. But he stepped out anyway. He stepped up to that mic anyway. You see, Dr. King had a hammer in his toolbox, and that hammer was his courage. Moving along in that toolbox and building that toolbox, Dr. King realized that he had to have something to grab on to things with, even when the grip was slippery, tight, or awkward. He knew that he needed a strong but versatile pair of pliers. His set of pliers was his determination. Dr. King had the type of determination that latched on to the idea that if he was going to be an extremist, as he was once labored, then he would be an extremist for love, he would be an extremist for justice, and he would be an extremist for humanity. He never gave up on the fight for equal rights for everyone. He didn't let the thought of being arrested, the threat of physical harm, or even the thought of death deter him from his mission. He was so determined that I remember one time uh, his house was bombed while he was attending an event. This happened in 1956. His wife was at the house. A small child was there and a neighbor were all present in the house when it happened. Luckily enough, they were unharmed. But when he got home to check on his family, he was greeted by a large crowd of people. They had guns. They had weapons. They were ready to handle some business and find out. You know, who did this? You know what I'm saying? They wanted somebody to pay. And instead of inciting the crowd, Dr. King asked the crowd to go home. He asked him to disseminate and let the authorities do their jobs. He was determined to use weapons of love, justice, and humanity to fight his adversaries instead of violence. His determination was like a pair of pliers, and he latched on to those ideals, and he never let go. To round out the foundation of Dr. King's toolbox, he knew that he had to have a good screwdriver. He realized that he was building something special, and he knew that in order for him to have a solid foundation, he had to have a dependable screwdriver in his toolbox. And that screwdriver was Dr. King's sacrifice. It was obvious that Dr. King knew that he was a part of something that was so much larger than him, so much to the point that he made the ultimate sacrifice. He knew that a multitude of people looked to him for strength and leadership, and he couldn't just act based on his own personal feelings or, or what was best for him or just his family. He once stayed in jail for 14 days instead of paying a $10 fine just to make a point of how committed he was to fight against social injustice. The way Dr. King lived his life should ask us all two questions. Number one, what do you have in your toolbox? And number two, what are you doing to help others? Don't forget, some of the most powerful tools that Dr. King had in his toolbox were courage, determination, and sacrifice. Now, this is a great segue into a brief conversation I want to have about the responsibility that we all have. When I look back and, and research Dr. King's life, or even listen to some of his older speeches, it causes me to draw a comparison between his life and a relay race. Let me explain. I know you're thinking, Kevin, what are you talking about? Dr. King had a dream that we all know about. 
and he did the best he could to move that dream along during the time he had here on earth. A dream of little black boys and black girls holding hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. A dream of one day his children living in a nation where they would not be judged by the color of their skin, but they'd be judged by the content of their character. You see, but Dr. King was well aware of the fact that he would never personally see his dream manifest. But he pushed as hard as he could toward that mark anyway. He knew that he himself wouldn't cross the finish line, but he ran the race anyway. In other words, Dr. King ran his leg of the relay race. And when he died, he passed the baton on to each one of us. I'm going to say that again. Dr. King ran his leg of the relay race. And when he died, he passed the baton on to each one of us. And so now is the time for us to run our leg of the race. We can't hide the baton. We can't bury the baton. And we cannot afford to fumble or drop the baton because this race is too important. Each of us has the responsibility of running our leg of this race. Some of you may be saying, me? Kevin, you talking about me? Why am I running? What am I running for? And my answer to you is we should all be running for equal rights for all. We should be running to protect the LGBTQ plus community. We should be running to lift up and embrace our, our Latin X and Asian American brothers and sisters. We should be running against anti-Semitism. And at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, we should all be running for humanity. So I'm looking at this baton right now, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and to me, it's a symbol of the baton that we all have a responsibility to carry. A baton that was passed to each and every one of us by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. himself. What I'm going to do right now is, is I want you to just imagine that you have that baton in your hand. And I want you to take a few minutes just to think about what it is uh, that you would do to make your community better, uh, to make your state better, to make your country better, to make this world a better place while you have that baton in your hand and you are running your leg of the race because it's so important. Right. And as you do that, I want you to remember that Dr. King passed this baton on to us and we have a responsibility to do our part. He ran his leg of the race knowing that he would never, ever cross the finish line. But he ran it and he ran it for you and he ran it for me. At some point, Dr. King started to hear about threats in the press towards him. And he said in his very last speech on April the 3rd, 1968, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead, but it really doesn't matter with me now because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place, but I'm not concerned about that right now. I just want to do God's will. And he's allowed me to go up to the mountaintop and I looked over and I've seen the promised land. I may not get there with you, 
But I want you to know tonight that we as a people will get to the promised land. Now, when he said we as a people, he means everybody. That's what he was all about. That's what he meant. When he says we as a people will, will make it to the promised land, he means white, black, brown, yellow, old, young, disabled. Uh, he means everybody because that's what he stood for. Dr. King stood for love. Finally, as we, we move along in this conversation, honoring Dr. King, I want to give you three things to leave this space with today. Three things that I believe each of us must have in order for all of us to move forward together. We all have to have moral courage, right? We have to be willing to step up to the mic, just like Dr. King did. Maybe not necessarily a real microphone, but a mic could be having a tough conversation with someone who's different than you in order to gain a better understanding. We have to be willing to stand up for what's right and stand in the gap for those who may not be able to stand up for themselves. We can no longer afford to turn our heads the other way. We all have to speak up with one voice against bigotry and social injustice, because the more people talk, the more people will listen. Number two, we have to have empathy, right? We have to do the best we can to try and understand the perspective of others. The thing is, you may never totally get it or understand where someone is coming from. But if you try, if you try, we can build trust. And when we build trust, when we build a bridge of trust, we can all move forward and walk across that bridge together. And finally, we have to give grace. We have to have grace. Uh, we have to be in a posture to give grace. And it starts with us. It starts with us because we all have biases, right? We have issues. We have challenges within ourselves. We have hangups. And we all have our own pain points. And we have to learn how to forgive ourselves in order to learn how to forgive others. When we give grace, it helps us to stop focusing on the what. What did he do? What did he say? It helps us to focus on the why. When we focus on the why, we can make changes because we are all working towards finding the root of the problem. We got to focus on the why and stop focusing on the what. Okay. So as I leave you today and move for, and we move forward together, we all have to realize that we, each individual, as we carry that baton, we have to have more courage. We have to have empathy and we have to give grace. All right. So I appreciate you. Uh, let me share a little bit with you today as we, as we honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I hope that you heard something uh, today that sticks with you. If you don't remember anything else, remember this. We all have a responsibility to carry this baton and run our leg of the race, just like Dr. King did. There's no way around it. Okay, so that's it for this week. I really appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits as we honor Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. All right, I'll see you next time. Peace.
The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast is hosted and produced by Kevin Waits, executive producer Ken Johnson. Find the Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Odyssey, Amazon Music, or where you get your podcasts. Find Kevin Waits on Facebook at Kevin Waits and join the Safe Conversations group. Follow the Mino Line Media Podcast Network on IG at Mino Line Media. Get the Mino Line Media app in the App Store or Google Play. The Safe Conversations with Kevin Waits Podcast is a Mean O Line Media production.